0: Hey, 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 Elon. Hey, Casey. Welcome back. Welcome back. This you is like what? the I... best day of my life, you guys. Yeah, yeah. why? Because I get to see you. I you, know. brought, you brought me cake.
1: I did bring you cake. We're Who doing the
0: podcast cake? life.
1: Oh my God, yes.
0: Oh my God, my life is so good right now.
1: That makes me happy.
0: <laughs> I, recently, I recently had sex.
1: With a real
0: man. With a real man. It had been months. My (laughs) my vagina is so happy.
1: As long as she is living her best life.
0: Girl. She is living her best life. Love
1: it. Cake and dick. No better combination.
0: I know. know, (laughs) I actually kind of like the dude that's attached to the dick. So... Oh, that's that's like a new thing for me, so. I know I, what, know. I don't there know what that's apartment. all about. I love it. I know. I don't know what it's about, so we'll see. Stay tuned. We'll see. Um, yeah, so I'm just like hanging out in my hot dog hurricane over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the best.
0: Living with hot dog everybody.
1: hurricane.
0: Um, i've been interviewing for a job
1: yes i'm
0: supposed exactly. to do a third interview and a tour next week so oh hopefully. hell yes my like girl hopefully soon I, i'll be thought, back um yeah in the business of stabbing people for a living fingers crossed yep.
1: That makes me really happy. I didn't realize you'd gotten the third in the tour. Last we talked, you were about to do the second.
0: Oh yeah, I so I nailed the second interview.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man! You know, it's good it's quarantine I'm really life, exciting. so it, everything kind of blends together, and I just think I, I think I've told everyone everything. And right. Out.
1: And plus, like, our concept of time is very loose right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like I wake up, I woke up this morning and had a panic attack because I totally thought it was Friday and I was late
0: for work. Oh, I hate I hate when that happens.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I sat up and I was like, shit! And then I happened to, like, catch my breath and look down and I'm like, oh, wait, it's Saturday. Okay. Every
0: now and then I have this dream... <laughs> where I am transported back to high school and I wake up late for school. Yes. And it's like some kind of important day. Mm hmm. And I'm just freaking the hell out. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Oh, the human brain.
0: One, two years later. Right. hmm. It was supposed to be my 20 year uh, reunion this year.
1: Oh. <laughs> I know.
0: Getting old sucks.
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, this year would have been our 15th.
0: God, you're such a little baby.
1: I am. (laughs) 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 So as the world is burning down around us, (laughs) I wanted to mention something very nice. Actually, a couple of nice things. I just thought about something else um we got the the email. email
0: yes oh my gosh so sweet
1: um hang on i'm gonna try to pull it back up
0: flattery gets you everywhere guys oh Seriously.
1: absolutely with us
0: please adore us
1: openly. Um, there it is
0: loudly and proudly
1: yes so anna thank you for thank you so much for reaching out um that was that was really sweet and we definitely needed to see that anna, because please we um free.
0: If you're comfortable, DM me your address um, on the podcast page and I'll send you out some stickers.
1: For sure. And we are definitely planning to come to St. Louis. We were actually talking about that before we went into lockdown. So yeah, there's that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: Soon, guys.
1: Yeah, soon, soon, soon. So yeah. Um, So that was amazing. What'd you say?
0: I'm just saying that that was
1: amazing. Amazing. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> That was just, that was the best thing ever. Not gonna lie. So we wanted to do something lighter this week. And we got to talking about, like,
0: scandals.
1: And especially Hollywood ones. Celebrity scandals. Yes. Like Cart Gable's Secret Daughter that I was super excited to read about uh, a couple months ago.
0: (laughs) Or the whole Monica Lewinsky saga.
1: Oh my God. Especially as adults. Like, oh
0: God. It's gonna be like
1: the Lorena Bobbitt thing where we both were like, holy
0: shit. I think so, yeah. I think she really got villainized.
1: She did. She absolutely did. Um, So in that discussion about Hollywood scandals and things that maybe we heard about and knew about us kids, but hadn't done a complete dive on. We decided to cover our favorite blonde bombshell slash trim spa spokesmodel. We wanted to give the very unforgettable Anna Nicole Smith her own episode.
0: (laughs) Queen. She was a queen.
1: She was. And I was just fascinated with her. She just was, oh, my God. What was that, like, really terrible cop movie she did? three, thirty-three 33
0: and a third, Lethal Weapon, was it?
1: No, not that or? one. It was, like, a real, like, not, it wasn't a spoof movie. Oh. It was, like, a real um, cop movie. What the fuck? Oh, I don't third remember. Three, maybe? I remember the beginning being a third or three or something. Um, but I remember watching that at my aunt's house. <laughs> Thanksgiving one year, because that's what we did um, when when I was younger and my dad still lived in Lansing. We would do Thanksgiving at my aunt Diane's house, mm-hmm. and we would watch either it would be Baywatch or some other movie or show <laughs> that took place somewhere warm. Why
0: Baywatch?
1: Baywatch was her show.
0: <laughs> oh
1: um i don't know i think she might have had the hots for the Hoff.
0: did you know that my uncle ed was on an episode of baywatch
1: i did not know that yes
0: huh. yes he his son was embarrassed because he was a little person and then he drowned and the son was super guilty but then he lived
1: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's yeah. So yeah.
0: Dark. it was pretty epic <laughs>
1: yeah i believe it
0: he had a mustache and it was terrible
1: that's amazing that makes me it really was, happy
0: i cannot believe i never <laughs> remembered that until right now <laughs> the weird They're, oh i have repressed because of ed gale <laughs> 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 i found it it find. wasn't
1: third something i think it, it was maybe just three was in the synopsis but it was mm-hmm. called to the limit
0: Oh, okay. It was a top movie, like an action the, movie. Cause she was in the thirty-three and a third movie too.
1: Yeah, she was. I just hadn't. I don't. I hadn't actually seen that one. Oh my well, god. Well, you can
0: rectify that.
1: I do asap. Um. So yeah, I I loved her. I loved her show. Um. Even though she was definitely seriously affected by that point.
0: That still made me very sad for her.
1: Yeah, I just I think I I took comfort in knowing that like her son was still coming around. Like yeah,
0: you'll find out later though. Like that's kind of what led to his downfall.
1: Yeah, I believe it
0: because it was pretty traumatic for him because he was going to high school at the time.
1: He was in, but yeah, all the kids are Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been awful. Kids are the fucking worst.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: So I'll get into my piece. I'm going to go through early life and just before she hits it big, big. And then Casey will take care of the the heavy lifting. Uh, (laughs) This was... The trial that doesn't end.
0: It's like... (laughs) I wanted to do a fun story and that just sucked the fun right out of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's worth it to tell
1: the story. True. So just as a heads up, sis went by like a handful of different names personally and professionally. And uh, we're going to keep it as clear as we can. <laughs> um. All right. So Anna Nicole, born Vicky Lynn Hogan, was born in Nehaya, Texas, uh, November 28th, 1967, to her dad, Eugene Hogan, who was straight up a piece of shit, and her mother, Virgie Arthur. I'm sorry, Virgie Arthur. I can't remember. Who was
0: also a piece of shit.
1: Also, yes. Honestly, concurrently pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, her parents had a pretty volatile relationship and they divorced really early. Vicki um, Lynn was, wasn't even two yet. So after the divorce, her father just straight up left, like pulled up sex, he has gone, and left Vicki Lynn to be raised by her mother, who was a sheriff's deputy, and her aunt, who worked at a state school for special needs children. So we cut to 1978. Vergie has gotten remarried to a man named Donald Hart. Afterward, the girl formerly known as Vickie Lynn Hogan changed her name to Vickie Lynn Hart, which actually was mentioned as a Nikki Hart also. So I don't know exactly what the case was there. But yeah. 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 So Vickie Lynn grew up in Houston and stayed there until she entered high school. At that time, she was sent back to Mejia to live with her Aunt Kay permanently. It wasn't entirely clear what happened there. I know that uh, there were some conflicts between her and her mother, and her and her mother, and whatever husband she was on at that point. Yeah. So, as I just mentioned, Virgie remarried four more times between 1971 and 2000, and I really feel that affected Hannah and Nicole later in life too. So, yeah, so she ends up getting sent back to Mejia to live with Aunt Kay permanently. The aunt lived in a really modest two-bedroom home along with her three children. And altogether together, they struggle financially. Um, there are a couple mentions of uh, Vicky Lynn and her cousins going without heat and the kids having to wear flannel pajamas under their clothing during the winter. Um, in the, you know, once they gotten home and sometimes having to steal toilet paper from public restrooms. Wow. So it wasn't great, which, I mean, I can imagine she's essentially like the aunt is essentially a caseworker with four kids that, yeah, things weren't going to be great. It's <laughs> a hard life. It is it's rough. So Vicki Lynn began her freshman year at Mahia High School, which did not go well. I'm sorry, Mahia High School. Her grades were poor and she frequently missed class. Um, she skipped a lot or just flat out didn't go. Uh, unsurprisingly, Vicki Lynn failed her classes and dropped out in what would have been her sophomore year of high school uh, after getting into a fight. So instead of going to school, she spent her days tooling around with her bestie, JoLynn, in her white Ford Cobra. JoLynn? Mm-hmm.
0: Did you know that's my original middle name?
1: I did not know that. And oh <laughs> my God. I love it. I yep. love
0: it. I, in a former okay. life, was Casey Jolyn Gale.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Which Ooh, is why baby. when I got married, I dropped it and kept Gale as the middle name. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're welcome for that trivia. Let's never talk about it again.
1: That question is going to be on Jeopardy one day.
0: That's why Ed Ed calls me Casey Joe. What? That makes way more sense. Mm
1: -hmm. Because I did not know why and just said, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Now you know. (laughs) So, since school was no longer an option, our girl needed to still make a living. And Becky Lynn got a job at a local restaurant, Jim's Crispy Fried
0: Chicken. Ugh, don't do it.
1: Crispy was spelled with a K. So picture this, teenage girl, tiny Texas town, working at a hole-in-the-wall chicken restaurant.
0: With Captain Spaulding.
1: (laughs) She wants more. You know, she wants to be a star. Most of all, she wants out. Right. Right. Just to nail the idea home and to give you a a snapshot of her at you know 17 years old. Vicki Lynn was known to travel with Marilyn Monroe movies as well as Jane Mansfield movies in her bags. She aspired to be just like them. While working at the restaurant, she becomes close with the cook, Billy Wayne Smith. Billy was unfortunate looking but apparently a decent guy so there's that and for reference i kind of want you guys to picture the squeaky voice teen from the simpsons okay So so now add like this massive chunky bowl cut like reminiscent of a coconut and eyes that are just a little too far apart boom that's billy wayne that's him right there so the two of them mar- were married by a local pastor in Billy's parents' living room in 1985. And the pictures from that are honestly kind of adorable. Mm-hmm. She was 17, he was 19. And their son Daniel was born the following year. As a married woman, Vicki Lynn was now going by Vicki Lynn Smith. And in the early days, the marriage was fine, and the two were completely enamored. And they were honestly a pretty sweet little family. Unfortunately, that did not last.
0: Never does.
1: Mm-mm. So Billy and Vicki Lynn separated in 1987. And after that, Billy basically fell off the face of the earth. Like, he just didn't exist anymore, almost. Mm. And in an eerie recreation of her childhood, suddenly Vicky is a single mother at a young age. With a renewed drive, she started looking for work to, su- to support herself and Daniel. And she found it as a Walmart cashier and then as a server at Red Lobster. Unfortunately, her lack of discipline and knowledge of budgeting meant she was spending kind of frivolously and wasn't able to save up anything for their future. So, I want you guys to understand, like, Vicky Lynn was not stupid. And she just knew that school wasn't for her and that she had bigger ideas. But she knew that in order to get ahead, she needed to make much more than server money. She wanted to model herself after her heroes and get ahead in life, but also knew in order to do so, she had to be a bombshell. Yep. She was a beautiful girl, but didn't quite have the shape. Right. So she began began a pretty intense diet uh, to set her up for success as a screen-worthy beauty. After all kinds of minimum wage jobs and her continuing to work and and kind of chip away at her idea of what she wanted for herself and daniel she eventually auditioned for work as an exotic dancer and was hired at the executive suite which is a strip club pretty near the houston airport and compared to the other dancers she was curvy and tall amazonian even but flat-chested the clientele loved her anyway um nikki lane was a diamond in the rough down home genuine kind of girl uh the owner of the club basically said she di- she was soft there was nothing hard about her like mm-hmm. some of the other girls and that was what actually set her apart from them so vicky lynn started making real money decent money after barely scraping by for so many years she was going to secure the bag one way or another, and that was honestly something I admired <laughs> about her. So she started hustling at the executive suite. She's making, you know, $200 a night, maybe 3 on a good night, putting it away. To get her foot in the door of her Hollywood aspirations, she knew she needed to have the right look. So she started saving up money and was eventually able to purchase her implants. After multiple surgeries, what'd you say?
0: I said, good for her. Right.
1: So after multiple surgeries, she finally had that buxom blonde bombshell look she'd always wanted. She'd experienced so much pain in her chest and back, though, that she began taking prescription painkillers just to get through the day. Poor girl. Yeah, I can't imagine. Because it said it was both, both in her chest and her back. Um, from the pressure on her chest and the weight of the implants themselves.
0: I can imagine. I mean, you're, when you're not used to carrying around that kind of weight.
1: Exactly. And you're, you, she's got to be overcorrecting her posture constantly to not tip over. Um, so yeah, she knew she needed to have the right look. So she got everything together, was able to deal with that pain by taking her Taking the pain meds and sometimes mixing it with a drink or two at work because that's just the culture. But The pain aside, the implants were the key to her being hired in at the most, one of the most upscale clubs in Houston at the time, Bricks. The dancers there made usually around 600 a night and the club was frequented by the rich. It was working at Rick's that ultimately changed Vicky's entire life. So while she's working at Rick's, her boyfriend at the time, who was a bodybuilder named Clay Spires, and you guys have got to take a look at this dude. He is built like Kingpin from the Spider-Man movies. Like, dude is <laughs> all neck. It's insane. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <But anyways. laughs> Uh, but, yeah, he submitted her photos to Playboy, and the world opened up. Vicki Lynn was invited to a casting call, and her test shots were approved by photo editor Marilyn Grabowski. And I don't know if you guys watched that, um, what was that show on E that uh, about Hugh Hefner's girlfriend?
0: Oh, yes, what was it called? Girls Next Door. Yes, thank you. I- Loved that show.
1: Me too. That I was, I was my shit. Kendra was my girl. Loved her.
0: Oh, no, I liked Bridget.
1: Bridget's adorable. She
0: was so normal. Yes. I'm like, see, I could hang out with her. hmm
1: But yeah, early in the show, we are introduced to Marilyn Grabowski. And I remember her as being pretty, but also reminding me of Miriam from Monsters, Inc. Like, just a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, she's very no nonsense. And you could tell like she's dealt with Hugh being gross to her and she's just like, Yeah, fuck this. She she runs a tight ship. Anyway, it was at that point Vicky Lynn received an offer to pose on the cover and her long awaited fame finally began to materialize. Get it, girl. Yes. Also, she got seven hundred dollars for that. So I'm I'm happy for her. That was yeah. worth it. <laughs>
0: it was a decent chunk back then.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, while she was at the... So, at this point, she is um, working at Rick, Right? Yep. So, Casey will take you through how that developed for her.
0: <laughs> so, I'm going to back up a little bit, though. Okay. <clears throat> um, And for a second, we're going to talk about james howard marshall the second Mm -hmm. so this dude was an old school texas oilman like you know big hat big wallet like (laughs) dude bro kind of guy um he was also an attorney and a teacher who just hap so happened to own 16 percent stake in coke industries (laughs) holy crap yeah okay Um, So he was born in Germantown, Pennsylvania, and attended George High School, which was a very fancy private Quaker school, and he went on to do his undergrad at Haverford College, where he studied liberal arts, Mm -hmm. and he graduated from Yale Law in 1931. From 1931 until 1933, he served as the assistant dean at Yale Law. So this dude has some big cojones because wow. you, don't just, you don't just graduate from law school and then become the assistant dean. Like he must no, have been—he no, must have been pretty special.
1: The <laughs> Bohemian Grove attendee. Yeah, uh.
0: we're just gonna—we're just gonna leave that at that. <laughs> um, so, from 1933 to 1935, he was the assistant solicitor at the Department of Interior.
1: <laughs> Holy cow.
0: Like, who is this dude? My God. What? Who did he blow? Um, <laughs> in 1935, he became special counsel to the president of Standard Oil, which is now known as Chevron. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, so then, World War II happens... Mm-hmm. So, he ends up heading back to Washington to work as the Solicitor of Petroleum Administration for the war. And he actually worked to help develop the wartime energy policy for the United States. So, oh gosh. dude was sort of a big deal.
1: Yeah, he was.
0: So, after the war, he invested in Great, Order- Great Northern Oil Company. And in the 50s, he helped the Koch brothers grow that business into what is now the Koch Industries, which okay. is how he came to own 16% of the company. Um, so, eventually, you know, the business is going great. Like, they're big. They're a big deal, you know. Um, the one brother, Bill, gets greedy and tries to take over and change the direction of everything. And... um. J.H.M. 2 sides with Charles and David Koch while his oldest son, who had come to work in the company, sided with Bill. Right. So eventually everything shakes out and Bill is ousted. <laughs> and so J.H.M. 2 was pissed off at his son. And so he basically forcefully bought out all of his son's shares and then um, disowned him. Like life comes at you fast. He forced him out of the company and never talked to him again while he was alive, allegedly. Like, yeah. So um keep this in mind though, because it's gonna come up a little bit later. Mm -hmm. So from nineteen thirty-one until nineteen sixty-one, JHM two was married to Eleanor Pierce. He met her while they were both at Yale. They had two sons together, and they divorced because they just weren't happy. Pretty quickly after they divorced, he married Betty Bohannon, and they were married from 1961 until she died of Alzheimer's in 91. So back in 1982, she gets diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Life at home is really hard for him. Like, you know, he's a businessman. His wife is going downhill, like boo-hoo, wah, wah, wah. So he goes to the local strip club for some comfort and there he sees 42 year old Jewel Diane Walker, who was known as Lady mm-hmm. in the most epic neat cute that I have ever heard of. <laughs> she was performing a little tiny strip routine with her 18 year old biological daughter, So long story short, he fell hard for Lady. Oh, my God. He immediately told her to quit working, bought her anything and everything that she ever desired for the rest mm-hmm. of her life. So in July of 1991, right after JHM2's wife died, she dies from freak complications of a, genital, a congenital brain disorder that she didn't know she had. Oh my
1: god.
0: During a facelift. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. So she was like 50 or something and just died in a facelift. It was crazy. So, um, you know, this rolls around to October of 1991. Mm -hmm. JHM two is super depressed. He lost his wife. He lost his mistress. Like, life is not (laughs) fun for him. No. Um, his family and his staff are pretty concerned that he might even be suicidal so not knowing what else to do his driver suggests that they go to the titty bar to raise his spirits. (laughs) Um, As you do. (laughs) As one does. So it was there that he met Anna. So picture it, guys. This tiny shriveled little 86 year old man is all cute and hunched over in his wheelchair ogling the ladies. (laughs) Anna gets close enough, and he gets handsy. And so, she's not super dumb. Like, she's just average dumb for her tiny Texas town. (laughs) So, she plays along with it because she's like, oh, huge tips, buddy. So, I mean, you know, I don't blame her. If a crusty old oil tycoon wanted to fondle my titties and tip me $1,000, I would be there in a second. Like, let's do that. Um... (laughs) So, they ended up spending the night together, and from then on, J.H.M. 2 was smitten as hail. He vowed to take care of Anna and Daniel forever, and she immediately stopped dancing at his request, and he did the same things for her that he did for Lady. Precious to my heart. So, um... Something that I didn't realize until we decided to do this deep dive is that they actually had a somewhat real relationship. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. just that she married him and was, like, absent. Like, they actually spent a fair amount of time together and were seen around town. And he told everyone who would listen how much he loved her and how he wanted to take care of her after he died. Um, <clears throat> so, they also were having as much sex as the Crypt Keeper's body would allow. <laughs> and she even started lovingly referring to him as Pawpaw. Um So as we know, um, she did catch her break in Playboy in 93. And soon after she landed the guest comp- campaign, which was
1: huge. Yeah, that I remember.
0: That was a big deal. Like, there was this giant-ass billboard in Norway that was, like, causing traffic accidents and they had the litigation to see if it was, <laughs> like, too, like, scandalous to have her up there because she, oh the, she was she so, was so curvy. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, I actually read this amazing piece in New York Magazine by Dan Lee that was called Papa and the Lady, I think, or Mm -hmm. something along those lines. Um, But they did spend a lot of time together. Um, Like I said, they went out a lot. Um, On June twenty seventh, 1994, she married him. He was 89 and she was 26. After their ceremony, she immediately jetted off to a photo shoot. Um, And as word of her nuptials spread, Anna was kind of smart and she kind of capitalized on the notoriety. Mm -hmm. That that gave her at least at first. So she landed a few roles in some movies. Um, and life was kind of good. But then HHM2's son Pierce found out and was determined to make sure that Anne did not benefit from his dad's fortune. So he does this like old trick, like you see on the soap operas, where he brings his dad this stack of documents, and his dad being a million years old and blind as a bat just entrusted his son to inform him of what the documents were Mm
1: -hmm. pierce
0: lies and dad unwittingly signs over power of attorney and all the rights to everything just (laughs)
1: because
0: pierce is a fucking dick he is so um in january anna would come visit um and they had seen each other back and forth in between too but um in January she arrives and J H M two is uh, on hospice. He has um stomach cancer and pneumonia. Hmm. And um he had an NPO order, which um for those who don't know means nothing by mouth. Mm-hmm. But for some reason she decided to feed him soup and he ended up aspirating and had to be revived on his way to the hospital, which I question because if you're on hospice, why would they They wouldn't
1: have you? bothered.
0: So, I don't know, but that's how that was reported.
1: Hmm. So, that's
0: how I am I didn't know
1: about the aspiration part.
0: Yeah, so then he was in the hospital, and um, Pierce swooped in with his power of attorney, and basically was like, Anna, you're cut off. He, like, took her car, sold her houses that were bought for her. Like, just was a real asshole. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, on... August 4th of 1995, J.H.M. 2 died and Pierce and Anna were in such a bad spot that they each ended up having separate funerals for him. To oh, which I
1: remember that. Okay.
0: To which Anna decided to wear her wedding dress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, good on her for, you know, repurposing it, I suppose.
1: She said, um, oh God, what was the quote? Uh, I should have written it down it was something like everyone looked at me like I was crazy but uh, how would I understand or something like that
0: yeah broke she my heart. girl oh, poor girl
1: mm-hmm.
0: so Anna suddenly found herself a penniless widow and a single mother due to Pierce's sneaky snake bullshit she received nothing in the will which there was some question that you know in those documents Pierce had him sign a forged will Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some evidence to indicate that Pierce did a lot of underhanded shit like that. So I don't know. Yeah. That what you will, but um, you know, JHM two had previously been extremely vocal about wanting to take care of Anna and Daniel and leave her a substantial amount of money. Um, but then all of a sudden he dies and the will says nothing is there. Right. So you know, she did what any self-respecting American would do. She sues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she contested the will in probate court and pierce's long-lost cut-off brother decided to join her legal quest saying that he too was promised an inheritance by his father but then suddenly it was no longer in the will Ooh. um i never found any documentation to support that but whatever that was his claim wow. um and while this drama is all happening, a former nanny pops up and sues Anna for sexual harassment and wrongful termination, a lawsuit which Anna lost, and she was ordered to pay 800000 out of pocket for her settlement. My goodness. Yeah. Formed in one of his movies. Um, while living with Ray, she becomes super depressed and falls back on the old standby of pill-popping to cope and started binging on food. Pretty quickly, this all spiraled out of control, and Anna intentionally overdosed. She was placed on life support and was in the ICU for some time, and doctors were not sure if she would even make it. Like, it was bad. But she did end up pulling through, and once she was recovered, Ray convinced her to check into Betty Ford for treatment. When Anna was there, her mom actually showed up for her for once and showered Anna with a bunch of attention that she'd never really gotten before. And when she was there, she promised Anna that she would return for Thanksgiving, but then Thanksgiving rolls around and she just doesn't show up. Um, Anna was pretty hurt by her mom's snub and vowed to never speak to her again. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, her sobriety did not last long and she relapsed and struggled a bit more. And then as she's kind of trying to pull it back together again, her shitty luck strikes again. This poor girl, her fucking nipple split open because her breast implant ruptured. So with a legitimate excuse to use painkillers, Anna just kind of went hog wild. Um, Her hard partying days kind of led into her modeling agency being like, you know, you're not that great of an investment. We're done here. So... Anna's pretty desperate and she ends up finding a small legal firm that she ends up signing with. And it was there that she met Howard K. Stern. Howard is this nerdy little lawyer dude who was (laughs) over heels in love with Anna. Like he followed her around like a lost puppy dog.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Stern's firm handled all of her contracts and her legal affairs for her. And pretty quickly, Anna and Howard developed a really bizarre codependent friendship. Okay, so on October six, two thousand, the U.S. bankruptcy court ruled that Anna was entitled to four hundred and forty-nine point seven million dollars, as well as twenty-five million dollars in punitive damages. With the bankruptcy finally behind her, the probate case, the probate case was finally able to move forward. The trial resumed attorneys did their best to drag Anna's name through the mud they Mm -hmm. really did a great job driving the fact that Anna was to be perceived as a predator for preying on this weak old man um when they probed her about her sex life she said quote it wasn't sexual in the oh baby oh I love your body type of love it was a deep thank you for taking me out of this hole end quote hmm the trial lasted an excruciating 5 months and they voted unanim- unanimously in pierce's favor the bank ruling the bankruptcy court ruling though superseded the probate ruling so pierce had to appeal that to the us district court um and he kind of argued that bankruptcy court did not have jurisdiction. District court, though, agreed with the bankruptcy court, but they did ultimately decide to reduce Anna's award to $88 million because multiple people stated that's what um, her husband had intended to leave her. Mm. So um, Pierce was a greedy son of a bitch and decided to once again appeal. Which is, you know, always... A good choice. He's so, so trash. He was fucking trash. That poor woman. So, when we talk about the early two thousands and reality TV, reality TV was like everything back then.
1: Oh absolutely.
0: Um like everything. Like I can literally remember when Anna Nicole's show came on and how huge it was. Like it was mm-hmm. the most popular debut um on E's history at that time like Mm -hmm. it was a big deal so it debuted on August 4th of 2002 on E and it lasted like two and a half seasons um it focused on Anna and her band of merry misfits and how they kind of navigated the aftermath of Anna gaining a ton of weight and getting dropped by her agency um, and how she like struggled with finding work and whatnot. Um, the show was canceled <clears throat> due to a massive decline in viewership after those seasons. Um, like it went from being the most popular show ever to like 70th, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is sad. Um, oh. After the series wrapped, she kind of became the public face for Trim Spa. And this poor girl was like, constantly being tormented in the media like um at one point she gets interviewed by howard stern and he like calls her a fat pig or some shit like that and like Mm. literally makes her cry because he's a fucking dick but whatever um but that's like the treatment that she received from everyone all the time like they they did not view anna as a person like they just viewed her as some commodity that they could just be shitty to and about and it's just sad like Mm -hmm. you know girl had issues she didn't need the abuse right so all right i'm gonna get off my soapbox now Mm -hmm. back to this boring ass litigation (laughs) Um, 2005 rolls around and the u.s court of appeals overturned the lower court's rulings of course, Anna Nicole's team appeals to the Supreme Court, and at this point, Anna was, like, exhausted. And she's ready to give up the fight, but everyone around her is like, dude, you've come this far. Like, why oh. give up now? So she's like, what the fuck ever, let's do this. Um, and she persisted. Um, around this time, though, Anna really had kind of started to focus on her body because she was so dependent on that trim spa contract. Mm-hmm. So she ended up starting taking these injections of vitamins and growth hormones in her backside to help kind of facilitate the weight loss and speed the process up a little bit. And uh, she ended up losing about 70 pounds and got this new boyfriend named Larry Burkhead. And life was pretty fucking awesome for her. Like, she looked great. She felt great. You know, hot boy toy. (laughs) You know, whatever. Um, They met in May of 2004 at some kind of major Kentucky Derby party, which is apparently a huge deal down there. Mm. Um, And they had this kind of tumultuous whirlwind romance, and they moved in together only after, like, a few months. Like, it was super fast. Okay. Um, So, they lived together in this, like, pretty modest house... Um, And it was just a really bizarre arrangement because, you know, Daniel, Anna's son, lives there. And he's, like, at the end of high school, early college around this time. So it's just, you know, and he's super sullen because he, um, Howard K. Stern also lives there and sleeps on the couch. Good Lord. Howard and Daniel don't get along very well. Like, it just was a hot fucking mess, it sounds like. Oh, no. Anna was struggling hard. She had suffered a miscarriage and became pregnant again really quickly afterwards, but she continued her pill addiction full force. Like Larry and Daniel would kind of flush her stash. She would flip out, get violent, and then just go buy more drugs. But then sometime around her fourth month of pregnancy, a switch flipped, and she became super paranoid that she was going to lose the baby. So she just stopped everything cold turkey. And that sent her into a pretty severe withdrawal period. And mm-hmm. she ended up being admitted to the hospital to be stabilized. And when she was discharged, she went straight back to her doctor and got more prescriptions.
1: It.
0: it was kind of then that her relationship with Larry Burkhead hit its breaking point. Because he's like, you're pregnant with my kid and you're like poisoning yourself. Like, right? knock it the fuck off. Wow. Um so they split and it was also around this time that her son daniel had started drinking to cope with like the stress of his life Mm -hmm. like his life was not easy for a kid of his age um and for the first time ever he started fighting with his mom which was really hard on him um
1: they were so close
0: they were so close um so then you know this brings us to the summer of 2006 anna was super burnt out from being heavily pregnant and the center of the media circus that was her life she was also super emotional from her breakup i'm sure Mm -hmm. so she gets the right idea to move to the bahamas with howard because she was hopeful that if she gave birth there and quietly named howard as the baby daddy larry wouldn't have access to the baby Oh, okay. So, Daniel decided to remain in California, and he was very vocal about his concern for his mother, and he became so stressed out that he ended up having a mental breakdown and was diagnosed with depression and anxiety upon admission at a hospital. Mm. Um, On September 7th, 2006, Anna gave birth to Daniel and Hope um her son daniel arrived in at the airport at 10 25 pm howard picked him up brought him back to the hospital they were seen on security cameras looking fine and happy like there was nothing seemed amiss Mm -hmm. he ended up meeting his new baby sister and him and his mom and her snuggled in the bed together and he was seen by nurses helping his mom to the bathroom a few times during the night uh the last time being around six in the morning at that time the baby was put in the little bassinet and him and mom kind of laid in her bed together and snuggled and took a nap um anna awoke at some time around nine thirty and realized that her worst nightmare had come true she reached out to touch daniel and he was cold and gone mm. He was already cold and gone um they did try to code him for 30 minutes but there was really nothing that they could do for him Mm -hmm. so they pronounced him dead um after his autopsy it was revealed that he died of an accidental overdose um anna understandably lost her mind i mean i can't imagine yeah her baby Um, at the funeral she freaked out and tried to take him out of his casket and they ended up having to sedate and restrain her. Oh my god. After this happened, she was basically like a zombie. She slipped into a miserable existence. She would barely eat. She popped countless pills and just would sit there staring and hold the baby. Like, that's all she would do. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Obviously, her body grew really tired of the abuse that she was inflicting upon it, and she ended up contracting a major infection from several abscesses that she developed in her buttocks. Remember all the weight loss that she had lost and the vitamins and growth hormones? Yeah. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Apparently, she developed a really nasty infection. Mm. Five months to the day after her son Daniel's death, She was in Florida with Howard attempting to purchase a fancy boat and she developed a super high fever, like 105, and just took a bunch of pills and went to bed. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, she stopped breathing. Um, After she passed away, there was a huge media frenzy. Like, this was a big deal. Um... And then the shit show really commenced because like her mom and Howard Stern got into a battle over her body and that wasn't even figured out for six entire days. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Howard Stern ended up winning and he ended up having her buried next to her son, Daniel, obviously, cause that's what she would have wanted. Right. Um, and that's kind of when the shit show went like into the stratosphere. <laughs> Now they're in the Bahamas Anna's dead and Howard has Danny Lynn Mm -hmm. And he's trying to say oh I'm the baby daddy Right And Larry Burkhead's like no I'm the baby daddy And so they Were trying to prove Paternity and literally like men Just started coming out of the woodwork Claiming that they were The dad like Ridiculous people, like Zsa Zsa Gabor's 90-year-old husband, or whatever. Oh my god. He came out and was like, I'm the daddy. (laughs) What is this? I am the dad. (laughs) (sighs) I am so high. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so anyway, DNA determined that Larry Burkhead was the father. Obviously. So Larry steps up and does the right thing. He gets custody of Danny Lynn, and he takes her back home to Kentucky and raises her with his family with a normal wife. Mm -hmm. Um, He usually, like, releases updates to the media, like, once a year around her birthday. And this little girl is stunning. She is literally the perfect balance of her mom and dad. She's such Um, a cute baby. I'm not surprised. So Anna's cause of death was eventually determined to be a combined drug toxicity and sepsis as a contributing factor, Mm -hmm. Um, which is just a huge bummer. Like, that's the way it had to end. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, the court case is still ongoing today.
1: Which is absolutely insane. It was Mm -hmm. literally
0: just in the news like a week ago. um, (laughs) And I just decided that if you want to know more about that, please feel free to... um, Google it because I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh my God. I didn't realize it dragged on like that. Oh my God. It's crazy. So now I feel like since I had to go through the torture of the litigation piece, now you get dad jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> what does a stripper put behind her ears to make her more attractive? Oh lord. What? Her ankles. Yep, that was what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you call children born in strip clubs? <laughs> what? Brothel sprouts. Oh my god, I
1: love that. I uh, absolutely love that one. Um, uh, told to Tony. <laughs>
0: Um, oh my god, I just got the weirdest message on my messenger, no fucking lie. We're done with dad jokes. Let's read this.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: So, this dude that, I met this dude on Tinder, and I swiped right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because his profile was, like, super bizarre. <laughs> Oh my god. And he found me on Facebook and now he's sending me these messages through the Uh messenger feature. Uh And tonight's message says, so if we ever hang out, you're not gonna like decapitate me and fuck my skull, right? Uh (laughs) Uh
1: This is real time, folks. How do you get there? Like Um, uh,
0: I'm just gonna put noob. (laughs) <laughs> that's i think that's the only response that's a problem i'm
1: wondering if
0: maybe, maybe he was the ed comfort
1: yeah or ed kemper yeah this is what you saying I, in which case then okay that's not as weird but uh yeah that's uh
0: okay so he said not even a little
1: oh hell okay
0: Um, nah.
1: Probably not.
0: I'm not into corpse fucking. (laughs) I appreciate the offer, though. Oh my God. Super
1: honored. (laughs) Super honored. (laughs) Oh my God.
0: Holy shit.
1: Oh now when you say his profile is bizarre
0: I don't want to tell you. Oh, dang. <laughs> there was Shakespearean style poetry. Okay. And a cartoon catfish. <laughs> okay. Got it. Oh boy. The poetry that he wrote himself. Ooh,
1: mm, okay. Oh, okay.
0: And I was like, I just need to know what this is about, like, because I'm curious. Right. <laughs> oh, so now no. I'm having these entertaining conversations at almost midnight while yeah. recording this podcast.
1: <laughs> and read it on the recording. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. my God. Yeah. I'm not cutting this either. This is going. No,
1: absolutely not. That has to stay in here.
0: And <laughs> this is my life you guys. This is oh happening. Right you have such
1: adventures.
0: You know. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder if I need to get a bigger dog or a gun. I have the thought
1: occasionally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about that.
1: Mhm. Like just a small caliber. small caliber handgun somewhere.
0: Or a bodyguard. I need
1: a bodyguard.
0: That's yeah, what I need. Get your bodyguard. Okay, now taking applications for bodyguards slash man candy.
1: Yep, that's a hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Must be nice to look at.
0: <laughs> Must love cats and-, mm-hmm.
1: and the meatballs with feet. Mm mm So yeah, I don't know. This one made me. I don't know. Some kind of put me in my feelings. Little... I know.
0: I was kind of hoping to like have it be a light thing, and it just mm-hmm. you know I forgot. Like she just was really sad. It's a tragic, tragic figure. I, I kind of Tarisella. relate to her, though, like, you know, people so misunderstood her. I get misunderstood a lot. Like, people think that mm-hmm. I'm just crazy and psycho, but no. I have feelings. Sometimes.
1: She says sometimes. But, yeah, I just, oh, my goodness. I wonder what I wonder what her uh, daughter's going to be like.
0: Well, you know, this little girl, she's what, like, 12 now? 13? Something like that? She's probably 14. 13, I think. I don't know. I can't math. On a good day? And... No. And <laughs> definitely not now, right? <laughs> right. Not now. Um, but she really is just a beautiful little girl and her dad is so doting on her and, like, they go on um Entertainment Tonight, like, when he does stuff it's a lot with through them and, like, oh. he shows, like, little video updates and stuff and she's just always dressed like so cute and just so put together and you can tell he just he really dotes on her it's very
1: sweet and she just to have a normal life
0: yeah and i mean growing up in kentucky horse farms is not a bad way to live
1: no not even a little i'm ready to look (laughs) not kentucky but
0: (laughs) you know there's um a horse farm for sale in allegan for like 500k let's just buy it and start our commune
1: That'll be so nice. Understand. I just want where I can sit outside for like hours and not see another person
0: for a while. Ugh. Who are you telling? <laughs> My neighbors are so close. Yeah, ours are
1: too. City life. Mm-hmm. I sneezed in our kitchen yesterday, and he blessed me. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. i have lots of feelings about how close we are
0: it's okay though it's yeah
1: okay. i'm not complaining he's not a bad guy at all just a little loud
0: Yeah, that's okay yeah. you know my dog snores super loud
1: that's true you your dog doesn't smoke cigars outside my bedroom window either though well we can <laughs> check <choose> that <laughs> I don't know his life <laughs> oh goodness all right well that was uh Anne and nicole and now that we've brought everyone brought the room down a bit <laughs> yeah yeah but you guys got dad jokes too
0: yeah we i, I we almost forgot the dad jokes because we are super fucking rusty mm-hmm. but you know it's been like a month <laughs> it's cool i I got it in there.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. If you, you know, guys want to reach out to us, you can find us at SSS Podcast 13
0: on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Except I am still banned from Facebook for 8 days, guys. So
1: Oh, it's only 8 now. Good. I've been miscounting. We're
0: 22 days in, (laughs) (laughs) but who is counting? Right. I will be back to wow you all with my memeing skills (sighs) soon. Yeah,
1: absolutely. She has been uh, sending them to me for me to post and schedule, and it's been a job. (laughs) I'm just trying to keep them organized. That's the problem
0: right now. I am good at what I do
1: you are very good at your main farming, that's why i said i leave it up to you i'll just schedule
0: <laughs> all right yeah so find us go buy our shirts we'll post that link well alon will post that link again
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes i will um feel free to send us uh messages dms yeah. whatever um
0: any you know be sure to draw our likeness um send that to us Write maybe sacrifice
1: a lamb to it. I don't know. Something
0: Poetry, is. you know. Oh, yeah. we're, all, we're all about all that. Please mm-hmm. just continue to worship us and we'll see you soon. <laughs> um
1: and like Anna, feel free to send us a message through our website which is ssspodcast.net.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, until next time. Bye. bye.